Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. episode number 18, where we will talk to Faith Amor, an award-winning recording artist and songwriter steadily emerging in the North American jazz scene. Her warm vocals and charming personality brought audiences into her world of pure musical delight in Canada, the US, and Europe. She has sung in the presence of the First Lady of Guyana and the former Governor General Adrian Clarkson and performed alongside Canada's own Rich Brown, Dave Restivo, and Robbie Bottas. She has paid tribute to the jazz vocal heroines Elena Fitzgerald, Nancy Wilson, and Nina Simone. She's in demand as a composer, conductor, and as a feature vocalist for clubs, theatres, jazz orchestras, corporate and private events. She released her first jazz album, Classic Live, in November of 2020. Through it all, she aims to inspire those she meets with a message of love and boundless hope for the future. Hello and welcome to Faith. How are you, Faith? Hi, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm well. I'm excited for our conversation. Likewise. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to learn about all the magic that you've created. Intrigued me even further, especially doing what you do in the musical field. So that intrigued me and it really put me in a space to wonder and curiosity to learn more about your industry and what inspired you to get to this place, to be in the jazz, songwriting, artistry, creating, composer, what inspired you to be in that place? A lot of things. That's loaded. Thank you. I would say when I was about six years old, I'm told, I was part of a Christmas program and my god sisters were having the two lead songs and somehow by the end of the song I was no longer in the choir but I was up front singing with them <laughs> and uh maybe I was a little younger because six seems a little old to do things like that <laughs> but um it seemed like I I was drawn to performing and drawn to using my voice it was definitely the one thing that I knew would bring joy to other people and also um, give me chances to to sing and, and to be in front of people. And mm -hmm. so having that kind of beginning, I was in choirs and uh, I had lots of opportunities to sing in church. That was kind of where it was all nurtured and fostered, the piano mm -hmm. playing and the singing. Um, yeah. 
I found that that was kind of my home. That was kind of my world. Mm -hmm. And so I just continued doing that. But being raised in a, a conservative Christian family, seeing other people do singing R&B and, and shaking your booty and just going, you know, just going all the way was, were, these were things that were off limits to me completely. The style of music that spoke to me, that allowed me to express, but in a way that those within and outside of the church could kind of accept uh, was actually the style of jazz. Uh, it's mm -hmm. always about kind of a, a pure love and the melodies were just so beautiful and the harmonies so incredibly um, intricate and a little complicated and really spoke to me. And so that's why, long story short, I came into the, the jazz sphere for, for the purity of it, for the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it must be really encouraging as a four, five, six-year-old to say, hold on, you don't actually belong in the choir anymore, but you should be up front and on center stage. So what was that moment like for you? I wish I could say I remember that moment, um, but I think different experiences as a child let me know that I could do this on my own, that I didn't necessarily need uh, others to be part of the music making experience. Although that's when I love it the most. One of my favorite things in the world is three part harmony or four part, mm. as many parts as possible, where there's just that gelling of the, of the thirds, of the fourths, of, um, of the different notes that you decide go together and the universe decides go together as well. There's just something really magical about vocal harmonies. And so sometimes I miss that when I'm performing live as a solo artist, because it's very much you know, a one person show. And then there's the support of the band and then whoever else, but there is definitely something magical about making vocal music in harmony with others. People aren't around, you know, it's nice to do it on your own. I liked to sing high and sing low and make choices without having to check with others. So there was something about yeah. that that was very appealing too, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's creating a balance. It's creating that flexibility in who we are, right? Mm -hmm. Be it we don't want to be able to do the same thing all the time, even though we love it and it feeds our soul. Exactly. So having that balance, I think, is crucial. So sometimes you can do harmony and sometimes you can solo. It's Absolutely. When there's wonderful. those opportunities, I, I take them um, in all the configurations possible. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, variety, the spice of life. I'm a big believer in that. That's right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's beautiful. So you've had some profound experiences as a child and as a young adolescent and as a young adult, um, which brings about different experiences and images and representations about yourself in who you are mm -hmm. um, and what you believe to be about yourself. Do you feel that those components define who you are right now? I think they're definitely a part of my, the building blocks of who I am. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I know that my knowledge of the, how good an ear I have or, or my ability to do certain things musically um, have been fostered in the feedback I got as a child. And so a lot of that I do continue to hearken back to um, in understanding who I am as a musician today. Um, I know that they, they absolutely gave me opportunities to, to see the world differently. For example, I was in this choir called the Bach Children's Chorus of Scarborough, and yes. I grew up in Scarborough. And so um, this was a choir where it was very in, intensely um, like theoretical. So we would do a lot of music theory before and after the rehearsal. Uh, we would do a lot of ear training to make sure that we could hear things that I guess the untrained ear wouldn't necessarily hear. And we had opportunities to perform in different places in the world and in different languages. So that upbringing of, hey, sing this one in Spanish, okay? And now this one in Russian, okay? This one in German. Those experiences, even as a child, opened up the ability to even connect with people who speak these other languages in different countries. I might sing something that I learned French cantique when I was eight years old. Opens up the communication between myself and people in Switzerland and France. And Mm -hmm. so there are always different pieces of that history that inform how I navigate life today. At the same time, in my younger years, there was a lot more emphasis on uniformity in Mm -hmm. creation of music and in being able to collaborate with others. And today, uniformity is not how you uh, stand out as an artist. It's not how you carve a new path. And so I've had to let some of that go. Mm -hmm. I've had to find a unique voice that wasn't encouraged when I was younger, in my younger experiences and explore things I hadn't so that I can just add some more depth to what it is I bring to the world today. And so that's been a a different experience, realizing there had to be a shift in how I saw myself, not as one of the group, but as someone who's bringing something that only I can bring. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and that's, that's a continuing process, but I'm really excited to delve into that um, even further as, as the months and years go on. Very courageous for you to almost step away from the pack, so to speak, right? Yeah. Of being in this comfortable, nourishing, supportive environment as a collective. And now it's, to a certain degree, you can relate it towards another family a family of weirdos, maybe. (laughs) Well, a family of, it's like the people that I'm connecting with today are definitely those who kind of one of a kind. They're their own diamond in the rough. There's understandings. It's a different way of of getting to know someone because there isn't the pre-existing, okay, I know where this is going to go. I know what what you're going to say. I know what you're going to create. That doesn't Mm -hmm. exist when People are saying, I'm not trying to do what everyone else is doing. 
I'm not trying to look how everyone else is looking. Different conversations, interesting experiences for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It is an interesting journey, no doubt, when you come into a place of familiarity. Even from the standpoint of you learning all these historical, musical compositions Mm -hmm. in all these different languages and you travel around the world and you would sing them um, in unison in another dialect, Mm -hmm. in another language. So to me, the curiosity goes to being accepted, so to speak, in that community of Spanish speakers, French speakers, um, in any other German speakers, whatever other languages that you have learned these compositions in. So being accepted in that form and in that community just through the instrument of composition is really intriguing and very powerful in itself to show this is how much power music really does have. It's phenomenal. There is, they often say something to the effect of music has no language. Like there, essentially there are no barriers when it comes yeah. to music. They say the same thing about love oftentimes. Yes, that's right. Um, and I do think that there are similarities or connections in music and love, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a vehicle. It's a medium. I believe there's some, some form of magic in it, whatever magic means. It does allow you to foster connection and then add to the music the transparency of language in that mm. if I'm speaking to someone who doesn't speak English in English, perhaps in music, they'll still appreciate what's happening, but the transparency of what's actually been said in their language, that just takes it to another level. Um, So there's the Christmas piece that I wrote called To This World a Stranger. And it's uh, currently being sung by different groups uh, around the world and it's very exciting. And one of the, the elements that I added to it for that reason of connection was, four languages uh, in that one piece. So it is in English. There's a French verse, there's a Spanish verse, and there is a Swahili verse. And that was written just after I came back from Kenya. And um, honestly, the element of language connected to the music is what has given it its wings and has really drawn people to it. Not necessarily because they actually speak that language, but because it for anglophones i guess it kind of uh gives a a world experience if Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so it works both ways to either bring transparency to the one who doesn't speak the language or to i guess add some form of vitality to those who are are learning it or are hearing it for anew so yeah yeah, i believe in in that connection and i'm a huge fan of of language and, and music how inspirational is that faith i've just got to say like really how (laughs) inspirational is that you wrote one piece with four languages like come on that's amazing thank you 
It's uh, don't don't ask me to speak all of them in extended periods of time. But yeah, I, I was really excited to, to add that element and uh, I'm glad it's being received well. It's beautiful. I can't wait to listen to that. Now oh, you yeah. really piqued my interest for that, for sure. <laughs> cool. um, so I'm excited. So with all that you know and all that you've seen, do you feel that these elements of the connection, the community, the resonance, the composure, the feeling of music and the connection that it brings, not only to yourself, but to others, does it define who you are? as faith that does yes my inclination my desire my passion to sing to create music that that makes people feel especially makes people feel good sometimes it's just a matter of making people feel that is what has kind of been the guiding point of my life this year over the last 8 months the music I've been writing has primarily been so that people feel it's been connecting to what's been happening in the news, um, mm -hmm. the different events of the summer, the challenge of falling asleep at night without anxiety, coming back to yourself. Since some people have actually listened to what it is they are actually wanting to do with their lives and letting other voices speak. I feel like there's been a, a stillness for those who haven't had terrible hardship. They've, there's been a stillness. There's been an opportunity to go inside more so than before. They've taken that opportunity. The words are, don't be afraid to come back home to you, back home to yourself, come back to the truth, leave everything else. Where is the girl you used to know? Where is the boy who used to dream? What is that song that took you high above the sea of ugly things? Find her, find him, be again. That song didn't exist before this time and I don't know if it would have come to me any other time. It was a one hour process, heard it in my head, recorded it, and shared it with the world because it was so timely and it was so real. There it was very little contrived about it. And so that song touched a lot of people. And I know that in the midst of, of all the different ways of creating music, of performing old jazz songs or classic French chanson or, or whatever not, it's still important for me to get down to the kernel, to the seed of, of what's right now, mm -hmm. it's this moment. Mm -hmm. And so I know that that is part of my reason for, for being, that's something that I can't negate. And it's, it's something I can't keep to myself because that's not why I'm here. Yeah. So beautiful. How that one piece, it's short, that's sweet, but yet so potent and timely for this current time that we have. What a beautiful insight, a beautiful reflection on who you are. Thank you. To, 
to be able to receive those words, welcome them, and nurture them into a composition that is going to feed the souls of so many other people. Thank you, Naranjan. I'm blessed to have received it. Absolutely. So when that came about, came through, channeled through, whatever you want to call it, What happened to you in that process? Where was your shift, your transition, your change? I'm finding myself listening less to the voices outside of me as well. When I can remember when I was in my childhood room, when I was maybe eight or nine, I had gotten the songwriting bug and I had this little white cassette tape and I, uh, I would record onto it, onto some kind of tape player, dating myself, this is, I don't know, 90s. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was funny, you know, the little red record button, you would press uh-huh. down at the same time as play. And yeah, and I would record songs of just what I was thinking and feeling. That's who I am. Like I am a in the moment songwriter. In a lot of ways, I've been playing it safe in particular areas of career and relationship. And that song in and of itself, it's like, where is that girl you used to know that would write what she felt, would put it out in a different way to the world? We didn't have the internet back then. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm old. Um, (laughs) No, you're not. Back when. No, you're not. But it's like, there's just a certain element of, I just need to do what I do and not worry about the people who this is for, it is who it's for, and they will find it if I let them know it's there. I think that's what a lot of people, especially, including me, get held back by, thinking that, okay, well, these people that are in my sphere, they need to approve of what I'm doing. They need to celebrate and support it. But the people that are already in your sphere aren't necessarily the people that need what you give. It could be that they are just connected to your past. They are appreciative of who you are, but not necessarily what you create. And that's okay. (laughs) That's one of the hardest things to accept as a creator, that the people in your world aren't necessarily who you're, I guess, in business terms, your target market yes. um, <laughs> or yes. your, your tribe. There's a purpose for, for everyone. And, and maybe there's is to just be your family, to be your colleagues. So this song helps to bring me back to, to who I am in that respect of creation and, and not being about the outside voices, not being about what you've been allowing to yourself to hear, because sometimes you need to hear new things, you need to create mm-hmm. new things, and it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's often giving yourself the permission. That's the hardest part, right? Ooh, and it's not like you have to go to a special office somewhere to give yourself permission. It's, <laughs> you're right there. <laughs> and it's a right. choice we make every day. And um, sometimes it's like one big shift. And for me, I'd say it's micro shifts. Um, 
because it's the daily choosing you. It's the daily mm-hmm. loving your future self into being. Mm-hmm. And that's where the magic is. It's, it's not always one cataclysmic lightning bolt. And right. so accepting that as well is, is really a bit important for me. Yeah. What a great realization that they are baby steps. That it is in increments that life will show you lessons and life will show you where to be guided to. Um, but sometimes we miss those lessons because there's so much going on in the outside world. It's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the conditioning that we have that the outside world is the place to be. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Who wants to be inside? Some people, but not most. And some need to embrace the inside. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely embracing the inside. Yeah. I know that you are as well. Yeah. We all are in our own ways. Mm-hmm. Some are more courageous of taking a stride and a huge step in it. Other people are just willing to dip in their toe. And that's all they can deal with at that moment. And that's okay too. Because everybody has their own path and their own purpose, right? Mm, no judgment. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you feel this is your calling to channel, to share, to create and connect with people in this way? I love the idea of a calling. Mm-hmm. I feel that sometimes there's more than one calling Mm -hmm. and I do believe that I that this is one of them for sure to create a world of connection by singing songs that make people feel by creating songs that make people feel I think another one of my callings is to help people to do things that they perhaps haven't been able to do themselves using either my passion for it or my unique abilities and that might not necessarily be through music but it's still something that drives me and and I think that when you have a passion that kind of goes beyond reason like it's it's not self-serving it's kind of sometimes not self-sabotaging but kind of goes against your own personal interests Mm -hmm. I think that's also something to to notice as a calling Some impulses are just carnal, but some are just deeper than that. So I I feel that I may have a number of callings, but musically speaking and for the larger world, I think creating music for people so that they feel that it's a huge one. And I'm sure that the world is gonna be truly grateful for all that you do contribute and all that you do share. What do you feel are some of these attributes that have created you in being in this space, learning these life lessons and experiences of being in a community and then not being in a community, being uniform and now being uh, unique? What does that look like in terms of 
the attributes connected to your purpose of who you are? I would say pretty courageous. <laughs> it could be, I think for the most part, it's, it's good. I have lots of fears, but I know that in order to do what I'm here to do, I have to push past them. I absolutely have to be resourceful and find ways to make happen things that I might not have seen happen before. So there's a bit of a pioneering spirit in that in, in me as well. I mean, sometimes it's nice to just follow the template and, you know, go by the recipe. When I can't find the recipe, then I have to create my own. And having a drive to make it to the end of to have that cake <laughs> or that that fully realized cake that I've wanted to to create it definitely moves me towards that end so so yeah that's a lot of things so so courage to do things I haven't seen before that pioneering spirit a faith in God that regardless of what happens I'm going to be okay like whatever happens I'm going to be okay that's really important and then I've been told, so I believe that what I've created thus far uh, has brought people joy. And mm -hmm. there has to be some element of that in me to be able to transmit it. So I'm going to say one of the attributes that helps me to connect to my purpose and to, to actualize the things that I'm trying to create is having, doesn't make any sense, but there's a joy that I have and I'm grateful for that. Grateful for each day that I have on this earth to just be alive and also create things that bring people joy. So yeah, I'd say those are some of my attributes. Yes. It's interesting how we get into the space of doing both. We talked about it earlier in the conversation of having that balance, you know, the balance of singing in harmony versus mm -hmm. singing solo. Mm -hmm. And the balance of either following a re recipe hmm. or not. Yeah. And then the other phrase that comes to mind is your perspective of life is the spice of life. Right? Definitely. I... All these components are a huge elements of spice and pepper and salt and oh, sweetness. Don't forget the paprika. You and the paprika. Yes. Or oh, sometimes the smoked paprika. It's it's honestly, I imagined my life um, growing up that it would be, you know, working in one particular job, perhaps in a cubicle, because literally that's all they used to show on on television. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone working mm -hmm. in the same context, repeatable, predictable um, day to day life. And there was something just really appealing about that. And then I look to my life today and there's very little that is predictable, repeatable, expected. And I love that. And I can't see it being any other way, um, even just for my own sense as an artist and my mental health. I need that variety. I need any newness from, from, from time to time just to feel like, you know, things are moving along. 
And so when I say variety being the spice of life, like I, I'm trying to become a, a gourmet vegan chef. And the only way to be any kind of vegetarian vegan is, is spices. <laughs> that's what I'm learning. That's it's right. very new, but that's what I'm learning. And that's very true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Using all the other elements that we never even thought of. Mm-hmm. All the other elements. And even from a, your training perspective is using our ordinary senses of the mm-hmm. ear Mm-hmm. and sharpening them sure. and honing it and really tasting it in its flavor just as you do with paprika mm-hmm. in a food that where there you know there is less other complementary flavors so yeah. having that concentrated focus on it it not only makes you appreciate it more but it makes you possibly relishing it on a much deeper level. Where our attention goes, um, the love grows, right? Yeah. And I'm very new. I'm going to put it out there to the use of spices that are complementary. Sometimes you're not using a recipe. You think this will work and not really, yes. but I'm willing to go there. I'm willing to go there. And not being afraid to fail too badly and then get up and try again. That's, yeah. that's really important for any kind of moving forward. I'd say fail early, fail fast, learn, and then like keep it moving because yeah. then, then you learn and then you grow. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Playing it safe is easy, but it's safe and it often keeps us in the same place. So yeah. 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 Keeps us in that little cubicle. Yeah. Doing the same old, same old, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've heard. Oh, <laughs> no. Unfortunately, I did experience for a little while, but then, yeah. yeah, the spices of life got too loud for me, so I had to. I came out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. So we talked about your intentions with your music is to share the love for allowing people to feel, to truly drop into a space in their inner being and feel. Has that been a component of your life? Maybe how you was raised to the people around you in your sphere? That's your lens in which how you look at life? Or are there other components and complexities involved with your intentions around your craft? I wouldn't say that my hmm, surroundings, uh, community, has ne- had necessarily been one that encouraged kind of sitting with your feelings, um, exploring them, talking about them. That is a relatively new thing for me to explore for myself and to encourage others to do. As someone who who leads others in, in finding what it is they're here to do, I think it's important, whether it's in the form of starting to listen to yourself through meditation or listening to your creator um through meditation whether it's the journaling i think 
there is very little that we can't uncover about ourselves if we don't if we sat with ourselves long enough and I think that sometimes we need a a nudge Mm -hmm. and so that's something that poetry can do that a good speech can do um, a word a sermon uh, or a song so I'm delving further in this is this one this piece um, that was my first in a very long time um, opportunity to I guess spiritually channel that concept and it wasn't something that I searched for it came and so I'm going to be exploring the seeking out and the being open to receiving what's downloaded to me because I think both are valid Um, looking for answers and then being open to hearing the answers when they come yeah and trusting having the trust and having the faith and we talked about it it's very courageous of you to go to this space when it's necessity it's not courage anymore it's just got to do it right now it's it's not something i need to do it's something that i want to do i believe that i'll have more impact as i go deeper mm-hmm. um, i think that we all have more impact um, the deeper we go and then the more we share uh, what we learn because some some things are just for us and some things we can make the world better with by actually sharing the thing there is knowing which is which Mm -hmm. Um, because not everything that we learn for ourselves is is to be shared not everyone is going to have the same revelation or benefit from it and yeah so it's a matter of of knowing which learnings um, are for the world and which are are just more of a personal spiritual learning yeah experience yeah yeah and that's a journey in itself yes but fortunately day by day we can keep taking steps on it uh that's like we were talking about it's, it doesn't have to be the cataclysmic lightning bolt mm-hmm. um but as you're saying, trusting that, yes, this is something for me and embracing it and not letting it float by. Because you know how sometimes you have a uh, an aha moment and then somehow it it's no more aha. You forget it. I have to audio record things or write them down right away. Yes. Because, um, yeah, moments of either inspiration or, or God give, giving you a word or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, they yeah, they have to be cherished. They have to be held on to. Just like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Don't want to lose those nuggets of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of wisdom in life, so it's not a matter of saying, "Okay, well, I'll take this. I won't take that." Just like whoosh, bring it all on and and see what is for right now and what might be for later. Yes. But hold on to it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. 
in the same token as we need our lessons to evolve and grow, mm-hmm. you know, those little whispers, those little nudges and nuggets that happen. When the wisdom comes through and we don't listen to it, but we keep asking, I think that's the same principle. They get louder and louder too. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's always remarkable when we are taught the same lessons more than once. As you were saying, have the courage to believe it the first time and embrace it and implement it once we get it. Because sometimes the third or fourth time, there are, are things that could have happened in between all those other opportunities that, that we, we learned, we knew. And, and so that's, that's something that I'm working on, believing the thing that I learned the first time and moving forward, moving fast and, and getting the benefit of, of that lesson the first time <laughs> and not yeah. the fourth or 10 years later. All in due time. And then again, let's go. <laughs> Just the balance there. I, I'm on the let's go. Come on. We know yeah. this. Let's go. That's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes we need a little bit more time to nurture that space, mm-hmm. to create the space for allow that wisdom to show through. And at the times it's already clear and we're like, come on already. Mm-hmm. I got a clear platform here. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You've cleared a lot of your platform and you're clearing space for more for more goodness to come through. And in that process, you've learned a lot of lessons along the way as a family, as a community, the connection of language and just being a unique individual and now stepping out on your own in your own space, in who you are, what is it you have to bring as a unique soul having this experience. You have lots of accolades with all you have done, performed with other people, inspired by lots of these big names, Ella Fitzgerald, Nina Simone. And so you've even performed for the First Lady of Guyana. And even that, all those things and all those wonderful experiences that have allowed you to grow. Mm-hmm. What's next for this beautiful plate? that is available for more goodness, what does that look like for you? For me, it looks like trying new things and and sharing them with the world in new ways. I am exploring the digital space as so many of us are this year and trying to find the best way to create and bring people along the process of the creation, interacting with new people around the world um, through the internet, through YouTube in particular. I want to collaborate with artists from different countries and learn from them, create music with them, give them opportunities to be exposed to a Western audience, also be able to kind of blend influences. So a lot of recording is in store. A lot of reading of 
poetry that I haven't delved into as yet. Writers like Rumi, Rilke, just kind of the so a little bit, a little bit of mystic poetry, mm-hmm. in order to get not only the the wisdom within them, but to get my own inspiration to create something that is relevant to who I am and how I see the world in my own words. Um, I'm really excited about that. There is a strong connection that I have to the aesthetic of Brazilian music. Mm. I'm not sure if it's because of the proximity of Brazil to Guyana, they're bordering countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always had uh, just some kind of, I think, unusual, strange um, yen for the music of of that entire country. Um, and I haven't had the chance to delve into it. I was hoping to, you know, visit not just Rio, but Bahia um, sometime soon. And I don't really make travel plans anymore. Yes. Um, <laughs> just a personal choice. Yes. Uh, no outside reasons for that whatsoever not at all all. so I'm realizing a lot of people are kind of landlocked like myself and maybe open to uh, more intercultural intercontinental collaborations and experiences and just like cross-pollination so Mm -hmm. I'm excited to get that uh, going in early 2021 there's a lot that I want to do in actually making full songs and full ways of connecting with those languages that I spoke of that, um, mm-hmm. that were in the other song. So, so I speak French pretty fluidly. So doing something where it's for French audiences, so whether that's in Afrique or if that's um, in one of the French-speaking European countries, having something that I give that is fully transparent because it's fully in their language or in espanol i will probably leave the languages there because all others are atrocious there's always a lot of ideas bubbling up but for me the key is one thing at a time focusing getting it rolling and then moving on to the next i just released a jazz album two weeks ago uh, called classics and i'm very excited about it Um, It has an accompanying live DVD that I stream online. That was the kind of culmination and almost the end of of a chapter of an era of the classic jazz side of what I create in terms of production. So it gives me the freedom to say, thank you. Thank you, jazz. Thank you, jazz community in Toronto. Thank you, jazz community uh, in radio, online. This is my gift to you. And move on to this new, more explorative, more colorful, more innovative, and not really sure what's coming next. Surprises chapter of my musical life and career. So it's, it's a ride. We're, we're on a ride in this next in this next yeah. little while. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited, Faith. Oh my gosh, it sounds like you have so much deliciousness in store. Spices. Paprika at its potencies. I'm in. And garlic. Don't never forget. <laughs> never forget the garlic. 
It's in its full range. Just as you are in your creative, in your exploration, in your vulnerability to be able to open up to the world and take that big stride into the unknown by following your heart and following the feeling why you are here. I would not be able to go day by day without knowing that I was doing something that was towards that calling. It's essential to keep it moving forward and it's essential to make the impact that I want to make in the world. I love it. Thanks. Thank you so much, Faith. I have really devoured this conversation. It's been such an honor and a pleasure to have this conversation and delve deep into unknown territories and exciting new adventures for you. So thank you for sharing so courageously. Thank you so very much for having me. It's been, it's been wonderful. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you again. I'm Naranjan, and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.